Podcast, a podcast offering discussions and tutorials on nerdy subjects for people who aren't necessarily nerdy themselves. With you today, myself, is my nerdy tutor, George, and with me here today, special guest, Amanda, my sister-in-law, technically. Hello. But it's probably more or less my real sister. Pretty much. At least one of them. Right. So, we are in a remote location. We are at Casa Little Brother here today, um, and just beyond the other side of the doors are two small children. That are very much into cartoons. Yes. So I'm into cartoons as well, but I have a very weird set of cartoons. They're from Japan. Yes, yeah. And I love Japanese animation, but I want my little nieces to be interested in Japanese animation as well. Yeah, we currently started diving into anime, pretty much. So I thought it was a good idea to give you a little bit of a primer so you can kind of understand what you're getting into. Um, And I also have probably about... A dozen titles of offering for you for things you could watch if you wanted to. Um, most of this is more or less aimed toward children for the most part. Some of it can certainly can be watched by adults and enjoyed by adults. In fact, a lot of these are stuff I've enjoyed as an adult. Um, but these are all more or less with the focus on children at the end of the day. Cool. Um, so, as a ground rule, we always ask, what is your familiarity with anime, if any? Very minimal. Okay. <laughs> I think and- I've seen maybe three animes movies japanese anime okay so um have you watched the pokemons yeah oh yes yes have you watched digimon no have you watched sailor moon minimally have you seen hello kitty anything hello kitty related like bags and stuff yes i i know that they started a show at some point and Mm -hmm. the girls picked it up on youtube a while back didn't get super into it so i've seen a little bit of that so a lot of stuff we think about is Anime is actually kind of in a misnomer for the Japanese, actually. Japanese consider anything animated as anime. Okay. So, it doesn't ma- so something from Disney and Pixar, they would still call that anime at the end of the day, because it's just animation for them. Makes sense. For us here in the West, we think of anime, we think more or less as, well, in, admittedly, there's not a wide consensus of what anime is in, in America. There's a lot of people who fight you on certain ideas. Okay. Um, but from my point of view, anime is anything that either is animated or created in Japan. Okay. Or has Japanese influences as far as either art, story, structure, the way the story is wound up. Wind up. Like that's why a lot of the time I consider Avatar: The Last Airbender, Airbender, an anime. Okay. A lot of people don't consider it an anime because it didn't come from Japan, but it's got all the hallmarks of a lot of Western animation, but a lot of Japanese style animation as well from. The unique kind of realistic human proportions of the characters, the way the story is kind of outlined in a way is kind of its narrative. If you have to kind of watch it all the time to figure out what's going on throughout the story, I mean, right. there's a lot of hallmarks for yeah. Japanese and Western American animation. But again, I mean, if you've watched something like Pokemon, Pokemon Sailor Moon, yeah. Digimon, I think are kind of the more bigger ones there. Um, if you ever watched an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh, you watched anime at some point or another. I've, I've heard of Yu-Gi-Oh, but yeah, Pokemon, yeah, you're right. I For whatever reason, that wasn't clicking as anime. We don't think of anime. it anymore as one, Yeah, which it's is just, kind of funny and yeah, odd. It's so common here now that, to mm-hmm. me, it's not necessarily Japanese anime, although, yeah, it totally is. Yeah, and that's one of the weird ones that kind of has this weird misnomer because it's so cross-generational. It's it's everywhere. It's, so, it's westernized and yet not westernized. Um, Actually, what's interesting about Pokemon is that the original islands, um, the original zones of Pokemon are mm-hmm. based off of different zones in Japan. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. So uh, the original Kanto region, which is which is based off the Kanto region in Japan, and then they moved over to the next region, it was kind of based off of 
Kyoto, which is where you have a lot more temples and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, more recent version of it here of uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon was actually based off the Hawaiian Islands. Okay. Um, and then the previous version before that, Black and White, was actually based off of New York. Oh, okay. Which is why you have those huge skyscrapers in the one little town. So yeah. So they've been kind of a little bit of everywhere. The more recent version, I'm not sure where it's supposed to be located at necessarily, um, but I know it is based off of somewhere. I just don't know offhand. I haven't done the research for that one yet. Cool. Um, so one of the things you've probably noticed about Japanese animation is that it's probably really bright and colorful. Yes. Um, characters have a very kind of unique sort of aesthetic to themselves, either... Somewhat realistic, uh, depending on what you've watched. Buckles are a big deal. Belts and buckles. Didn't didn't tune into that, but now that you say that, I will definitely give that a look. It's one, but, of, those, yeah. it's one of those things you'll notice that, like, it's it, again, it's one of the unique qualities of Japanese animation that's very kind of um, realistic, somewhat human proportions that are like a hallmark of that. They also treat their physics pretty straight as well. I mean, yeah. like things have a certain amount of weight. Things fall naturally. There's not a lot of cartooniness or uh, gaggy related elements to that. There right. is that there is those elements in Japanese animation, but it's not as common. Like, right. We're never gonna see like a, a Bugs Bunny or a Mickey Mouse in anime with that kind of humor at all. But there has been that in the past. Right. So okay. um, what I find interesting about anime as well as also has very come out somewhat unique and interesting worlds, whether it's uh, a fantasy world, I mean like is it is a, a bare example here is Totoro, which has our very basic everyday world, but mm-hmm. um, I, think, I believe it takes place in the 1980s. But there's this underworld that's kind of embedded into it that's also kind of exists in a kind of a cool way. Yeah. You'll see that a lot in... I feel like that's how it was in Ponyo, too. Yes. There's, the, there's was, this additional yeah. element on top of yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, there's always at least some kind of unique mascot character in a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, whether uh, one of my favorite shows, which is Death Note, has this really ugly character. That's yeah. it's, um that it's a that is that hallmark of that particular show, but other shows of Pikachu, Totoro, obviously. Yeah. Um, let's see if I can pull up the Death Note character pretty quickly, and you'll see you can you can pretty much tell who it's supposed to be right away. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. he's ugly. Yeah. He's <laughs> ugly, but he's the. You could tell guy. what their intentions were with. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So, um, but you know, yeah. So you have um, mascots are. Uh, big deal especially towards children in anime because that's how you kind of market it towards children um usually the cast of any short or so is usually largely human or humanoid um it's not very common which you'll have like an anim uh uh not anamorphic it's not the right term but animal characters like you're never going to see like a ducktails or a tailspin kind of where it's all animals it's, yeah, yeah. V- rarely or if they do they're all very much human proportion okay with, with animal aesthetics to them yeah um, it was a very shoddily drawn series um, called Kimono Friends, which was basically set in like the African safari with the last known human mm-hmm. and all the other like jungle creatures from the penguins to the tigers, the lions. They were all humanoids. There was the show was also a hallmark because it was horribly animated in 3D. But for whatever reason, everyone fell in love with how horrible it was. It was so bad it was good in a way. I guess that's the I guess that's <laughs> the best way to put that. Um, let's see, what else? Um, stories are somewhat, usually a little bit more nuanced. Um, and I find that's kind of interesting, especially when it comes to Japanese animation, because a lot of the shows are 
don't necessarily subscribe as a, when a person is a purely good guy or is a purely bad guy. Like, even if we go back to Pokemon as an example, you know, like, yes, like, Ash is a good, is the good guy at the end of the day, but he still does kind of somewhat nuanced things that are not indicative of what you would think the hero should do. Like, at one point, he gives up his Butterfree for Eradicate, which is a horrible trade to begin with. Right. Everyone knows Butterfree is good. Eventually, we'll get Psybeam, and that's a great skill to have anyways. And Sleep right. Powder puts everything to sleep, but that's just me. Um, but, like, he trades away his one of his first Pokemon. Like, you never trade away your first Pokemon. That's, right, agreed, yeah. You know, that, that's crazy talk there. Um, and even Jesse and James, while they are the bad guys, they don't always do bad that's, guy stuff. Exactly. But sometimes they're very much the hero of it, despite the fact that they're doing horrible stuff still right right yeah agreed um so yeah so i mean there's a there's an a semblance that like there's a little bit more nuance to a story like nothing's ever purely good nothing's ever purely bad there's more shades of gray in there right um and then a lot of the time especially when you get to the main characters they're moral and upright or if they're not moral and upright they're consistent yeah nobody everyone very much acts in a very consistent manner so if a person is a bad person they act as a consistently bad person yeah it's not super extreme where they're doing back and forth and you're trying to figure out who they are throughout the precisely or if they do something that's inherently evil that was not in their nature they have a rationale for it like they were they were always this way they're just now showing their true colors right they were showing the true. they hadn't Showing their true colors for an extended period of time because X, Y, and Z. Right. But what's interesting about this notion here is that in Japan, it's very much a, this is very much an, an intentional sort of thing. Right. Where a lot of Japanese um, media is all about being moral, being upright, doing the right thing, and because that's how they kind of keep their country in a moral standing, or at least yeah. trying to think that they're doing the right thing all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Makes so, sense. Um, as we're like here in our media, we have like shows like Dexter as an example, which is like <laughs> yeah, is good but he's bad, but you can't figure out if he's yeah. supposed to be good or bad. And if that he's, was in the real world, he's that killing would be bad people, but he's but, murdering them and like, it's, like full on torture. Yeah, yeah. and like yeah. it's it's inconsistent sometimes. Yeah, but um, but Japanese animation I tend to find has a more consistent meaning of notions of being moral and being just even yeah. one of my favorite shows which i won't recommend for you because i don't want the the smaller people to find out about yeah. it um death note which is one of the shows i always recommend for people who want to get into anime because it's very it's a somewhat mature topic but i'm often introducing people to in a man animated people who are more mature so it seems perfect for them yeah um the story basically revolves around a notebook in which if you write a person's name in it they'll die within 60 seconds oh wow but in order for that to happen you have to know the person's name and face so if you're trying to kill Bob Smith, you're not thinking of another Bob Smith on the other side of the country. You're right. thinking of the you're thinking of that person. It's like in front the picture in the the in your brain goes with whatever name's written on that Precisely. paper in there. Okay. Um, and then what you can do it is in addition to that is if you write the the way they die within sixty seconds, they'll die in that particular way. That's crazy. Yeah. So if you tell Bob Smith to go jump off a bridge, he'll go find the tallest bridge he can find and then jump off that. That's insane, yeah. Um, and you can also just kind of even put a timeline on that. If you say this guy will die within within this guy will die at six months at at this date, they'll wait It'll, until they put a place to die. Okay, so the specifics come into play when they're and if they can't do it, they just it. die of a heart attack. Otherwise, yeah, um, <laughs> they just take them out. Yeah, and yeah. what's interesting about the story is is that these few little notes in there end up being like the hallmark of this entire series because basically it's about. A gentleman by the name of Light, who was initially a high school student, then a college student, who has this really high sense of justice that wants to get rid of the people who don't deserve to be in society. The okay. 
these are the rapists, these are the mass murderers, people who have gotten off on crimes. Not necessarily people who have been convicted of crimes, but people who have done horrendous things that don't deserve to continue to live. Correct. And there's an interesting dichotomy where there is a detective that's trying to find him. And so the real kind of crux of the story is often that which is more, which is better for society? That we have, uh, we have vigilante justice, which is getting rid of the crime and actually is making the world a better place, right? Or do we have a societal justice, which says we have laws and to follow stuff and like protocol that. and yeah. to decide and yeah. And that's what's interesting, but also it's interesting even if you don't look at that point, the death note itself adds a lot of different kind of cool aspects. Where yeah, well, and is the death note specific to him, like to that one? Well, so long, whoever holds the book can do that. And anybody who doesn't... Regardless even, of... You can actually even tear pages out of it, what? give it to other people, and have them write on it. See, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and again, it leads to a lot of cool and interesting sort of story things. Yeah. And, I can, and what I find interesting about it is that it's so inventive and creative. We'll never get anything like that here in America. No, yeah. Well, And um, they go through justifying why, why... Right? Like justifying why they think... That there, that character needs to be on that page at that time, right? Or does it just actually no? Actually, that thought actually becomes a secondary element to the entire thing. Okay. Actually, what actually ends up happening is that, um, and how best do I describe this without doing too much spoilers? <laughs> um, so there's the detective character that's trying to uh, find this guy. Trying this guy, but he know, but he knows enough that you need to know a name and the way and who the person is, right, to kill him. Because if you don't know the name and you don't know uh, the face of that person, then you don't, then you can't kill them. So what right. he does, he literally, fi- he literally figures out through deductive reasoning who the guy he thinks it is. He has like a, he 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 causes saying, "I have a twenty five percent chance of believing you are the guy." Okay. That I think it is, and so he goes by a famous, um, a famous idol's name, a famous rock star's name. Okay. And so the notion here is that the other guy can't kill him at all because if he kills him he has to be he has to know what he looks like well not even so much that he again this detective actually befriends him so okay. this detective befriends light and basically which is the, the 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 guy with the death note and basically says like hi my name is very popular rock star yeah so now the problem here is that the other guy can't actually kill him because if he if he kills him and he accidentally kills the pop the rock star well, then they'll know that it's him. But if they do kill him, well, I gave you my name and my face. Now you know who I am, and now you know then you can kill me. So now he's got kind of a like yes, yeah. So now the story is now not just about killing because each one of them are trying to catch the other, right? But the story is now about for light is about how do I off him without making it look like I did it? Like I can't right. actually be there when it happens, and I can't I can't have my fingerprints anywhere on there on this at all. Right. How do I do that? Whereas the other guy is like, how do I get him into a trap where he shows me that he is this guy? Yeah. So that's what's interesting about this cat and mouse game, which yeah. is not something you find very common in uh, Western animation. And there is a Netflix version of this that's an American version of this. Yeah. Don't watch it. It's bad. It's not that it's bad. It's, it's that it's aiming for something completely different. Again, okay. Again, a lot of the first one was all about this, was again about this morality in this cat and mouse game. And the American version doesn't play as much with that. Um and from a kind of a certain perspective, that's okay because because where a lot of anime fans like me just want a live action version of what we saw in the cartoon, it's not. That's what we want, but it's never that. No, yeah, it's almost yeah. never ever that. And what would be great is that they actually did a Death Note movie in Japan that followed along the they didn't follow the the book or didn't follow the books or the anime originally at all. They they completely sidestepped that. 
Was it good? Yes, because they because okay. they kept the same feeling. They kept the same um, atmosphere of it. So they yeah. kept a lot of the same stuff that was. They kept a lot of stuff that was in the books, but changed around a lot of it. Okay. And so they were able to make it in such a way that it's representative of what you're watching, even if it's not the original thing. This is yeah. just as good. It's like a spinoff kind of of it, and it was still. It still follows somewhat of the same beats, and a lot of the characters still did the same things. Okay. And okay. A lot of the characters acted in the same way that they would act otherwise. Yeah. And that was one of the nice features of That's it. That's cool, yeah. Um, so, I mean, in, unfortunately, I have a copy of it, but I've never seen another copy of it released anywhere else, which oh, is okay. kind of unfortunate. Yeah. So, um, Another thing about anime that you should know going into this year is not all anime is made for children. That's where I was having that. That's why I was asking you, like, what are some good movies? Because... Yeah, and this is... It, part of the problem with Japanese animation is that there's a couple different demographics for, for that. So... Um, the fun, the ones you would like to be most interested in, but are never often labeled as this, that's children anime or kodomo anime, or it's often known as kodomo muke anime. And that's some kind of in a range range from like three to ten years old. Okay. Um, then you have shonen anime, which is perfectly fine for children of my niece's age, but shonen anime is kind of more meant for boys. There's some way more action-oriented sort of shows. Yeah. Um, Sports shows, video games, and card game kind of shows. Like Pokemon, for all extensive purposes, is a shonen. Yeah. Um, Yu Gi Oh! is a shonen. Digimon is a shonen. Um, Sailor Moon is what we would call a shoujo, which is meant for girls. Yeah. So it's usually young, usually girls' stuff tends to be more uh, romantic, sort of slice of life, meant to kind of more empower feminine. And, yeah, more yeah. feminine in a lot yeah. of natures. Um, even the art style tends to bleed into being a little bit more softer and less hard and rigid. Yeah. Um, you, you, it's one of those things you'll see when you see it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Comparing Sailor Moon and and Pokemon in my head. Yeah. I could totally see where that would fall You can see where one of them is softer yeah. and you can see where the yeah. other one of them's not. Yeah. Um, and Shoujo is often meant for kind of a 10 to 18 kind of bracket sort of thing. Yeah. Um, we get to... Now, when I say this, this is more for meant for more adults and more mature audiences. I don't mean this as in a pornographic way. Yeah. I mean this in a, this is a show that would appeal to somebody who is a parent. This is a show that would appeal to somebody that is in college. Or this is a person that would appeal to somebody who's in their 40s or 50s. It's not PG necessarily. It's more... It's it's aimed at a, it's aimed at an older audience. Yeah. And a lot of times it might be aimed at an older audience because it is a, more, a little bit more violent or it's a little more graphic or the topics that are being discussed exactly. are not things that children would really quite understand. So like these, yeah. are, these are shows that are known as... Senna, which is more male-oriented, and Jose, which is more female-oriented. Okay. Um, one of my favorite... Um, the show I was talking about originally, which was Death Note, is actually was a shonen thing meant for teenagers. Okay. Um, but one of my favorite uh, Senna shows is actually a, a show called What the Quiet, which is available on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, it's basically nerds who are working in an office, working in a Japanese office. Yeah. And it basically describes what they do after they got off of work. Oh, okay. Okay. And they're trying to, and some of them are trying to have this budding romance, and somehow they butt up against each other a lot of time. And they're yeah. trying to lead normal lives, but they're nerds at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But this is, but that's something that a younger person wouldn't really appreciate. They, at yeah. All. There's, the, yeah. There's, no, there's no element to that at all. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, obviously, is I think we all know of hentai at this point. That's so hentai is just pure porn. Okay. I honest I, I have heard of that, but I honestly didn't know so, it was like an actual thing. Yeah, so hentai hentai in its most basic form is it either means perv in Japanese, but okay. basically spreads to anything that's pornographic in okay. any sort of nature. Um 
And so it, if you see anything, so basically you want to stay away from anything hentai related. <laughs> this is the best way to put it. At least in regards to the gifts. True. <laughs> right. Uh, now, keep in mind that even though there's these age ranges for these anime, those are just the demographics they're aimed at. I can tell you as a grown adult of 30 plus years old that I watch a lot of shonen shows and I watch a lot of shoujo shows and I certainly watch a lot of children's shows too. Yeah. Because they're not, because I mean, even though they're aimed at something, that doesn't mean that those are the lone demographics. I think right. we've, we know. It's like the same pony. thing as watching like American movies and stuff like that. Like, would I choose by myself to go watch the latest Lion King movie? No, but I have children, so that's going to entertain me, hopefully, as much as it entertains them. Yeah. So we can all go see it together in, in, or, you know. But even, but I mean, if you had your own free time, you might, you know, yeah. you might watch Lion King on your own. Agreed. You know, because it's just something that looks interesting. Yeah, you agreed. Might watch. Even though it's not marketed toward you or aimed toward you. Agreed, yeah. Although I think in a lot of cases, especially with a lot more Disney movies, they are actually aimed for adults and children are allowed to come along if they want. Agreed, yeah. Um, so kind of keep that in mind that even if something is labeled as uh, having like an older audience like a Naruto or a uh, Boku no Hero Academia or My Hero Academia as it's in English, younger kids can watch that too. Yeah. Will they appreciate it as much? No. Probably not, but is, yeah. But that's okay too. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. There's a lot of genre in anime. Anime loves its genres. They've okay. gotten very good at this. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of the typical ones you might find in there. So there's like your action adventure, fantasy, sci-fi, stuff that's set in space, stuff that's set in the past, uh, sports. They have a lot of cool mystery shows, which are kind of interesting because yeah. I tend to find their mystery stuff is actually a lot more interesting in a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, some shows you may have never heard of before. Have you ever heard of a mech show? I've never heard of a mech show. So mecha is basically any sort of show in which um, a character in the show pilots a humanoid or animal-based robot. What? Okay. I, I, I can tell you, from, from a matter of fact, one of the most popular ones, known as Gundam, started in 1979 and spawned over like 40 different mainline series. And oh, wow. Billions of movies and TV shows, billions of episodes on it. It's one of those. Sh and what's nice about that one is you can kind of jump in anywhere you want into it because yeah, because they're so different. And that's another interesting thing too, with the exception of I think Digimon, Pokemon, and a couple other series. Most seasons of stuff are only about thirteen episodes, twenty six episodes, or fifty episodes. So you don't. So if you see something in a, like a long running franchise, you don't need to worry too much about when you jump in at because yeah. they usually do a good job of breaking you up, reintroducing it to you, and moving on from there. Okay. So you don't need to worry too much about that. But mecha shows are a big deal in Japan. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other one that will you'll see a lot more frequently this time is called Magical Girl. Magical Girl. Okay. And this is in any time in which a girl transforms into a magical heroine. Now, Sailor Moon is classified as a magical girl. There's a, there's a, the way this is also described is uh, magical uh, shoujo, magica, or magica shoujo. Okay, okay, so we're, okay, if we're like a normal everyday person transforms, transforms into, into something. Yeah, okay, all right. And it's more common in, um, do you ever watch, have you ever heard of Card Captor Sakura? No. Okay. That's maybe. A, it would have been a show, would have been back in, on like the WB, many, many, back in like the very late, Late nineties, early two thousands, and it was it was girls, right? It was a, it was a girl with like a wand that looked like it had a bird on it, and she would hit cards, and they would do stuff. The you Sakura part, like, is is bringing up something, but I don't. I I probably have because my brother was actually into anime and all that stuff, so I don't know how deep he was into it. But um, 
I'm sure if. Okay, let's see. Um, oh, wow, they really just tried to hawk, sell you on stuff there. Let's see. So still, I feel like I'm getting the Sailor Moon vibe, but... Yeah, well, yeah. this is very much a shoujo series yeah. at the end of the day. But this would have been Cardcaptor Sakura. Her big deal is that... Um, so she opened up a book. Her, her father is kind of an archaeologist and found and like also collects books. Okay. She opened a, bo- a book which is called The Cloud Book, which hadn't been opened before. It had this weird lock that wouldn't let anybody open it. Yeah. She opened it and found this deck of cards in it, and all the deck of cards flew out. Okay. And so her job is... And so one of the creatures, which is a little orange little mascot looking character right yeah. here. Um, basically what he did is that he basically gifted her with this wand, which turns into a little necklace pendant, but then turns into a wand when she okay. needs it. Yeah. Um, and basically told her, you have to go back and collect all the cards. And so to collect the card, she's basically got to hit her stick. She's got to take a blank card, hit her stick with it and the card with them. And then that traps them in the card. Okay. But each one of the cards does different things. Like one of them is like the wind, which lets her fly around. Okay. Other one might be a uh, mirror, which lets her make a duplicate of herself and hmm. different kind of... Yeah. There's different ones of this, so... Yeah. And they all differ. But the intent is that she's the heroine and she has magical powers bestowed upon her. Yes. Usually all magical girl shows require a transformation process. Yep. Which is where they go from their uh, normal, like normal mode to this magical to, yeah. state. Uh, Cardcaptor is one of those ones where she actually doesn't. Oh. Um, so she's just always like that. No, no. She's usually in like just a regular everyday outfit or okay. her, um, elementary school uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, and her really good friend is a tailor or is likes to make dresses. And she makes her this, like, all these very, very... Cape thingy. Very kind of exuberant sort of dressy sort of dresses. Okay. yeah. And like as you can see, like they're very... I don't want to say girly would not be the best way to describe it, but they're all very flouncy. They've got a lot of ruffles. Very feminine. Very, th- yeah, yeah. Very pretty. Very flowy. Oh, yeah. No, again, like. Yeah. This, this, again, it's something in which, like, you wouldn't normally. It, it looks like something in, like, an eighth grade play might have. Yeah. Sort of. Because yeah. it's just overtly feminine and decoratively. You know, yeah. That's a hallmark of that series. Yeah. Um, I wish I knew what the, the girls were watching something with. I think there's, like, four or five different girls in it. They all have some sort of pendants too, and they hold them up, and they have powers, and they do their transformations. Was it on Netflix, probably? I think so. So they were watching Glitter Force. Yes, which that's is one an- of them. Yes, yes. that's yeah. Which is another magical girl show, which yes. is actually on the list of stuff to watch. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and I've seen a couple of those episodes. They're 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 decent. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, the next one I would recommend here. The next one that would probably come up more common in Japan is going to be card games or games or shows that are actually based around an entire game or board game, video game in a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, these are usually promotional tie-in sort of stuff. Yep. Yugi, the only reason, originally was actually kind of interesting that the Yu-Gi-Oh card game that we know actually started off as a manga. or which So a manga in, Japan, in Japanese is basically the comics. Okay. Um, so the way Yu-Gi-Oh originally started was is that um, kind of the same way the version in America, the anime version started where Yugi finds this puzzle, he puts it together and he gets inhabited by an evil ghost. Okay. Well, the Evil Ghost beforehand would just play games, whatever games were around. So mm-hmm. This might be a board game or it might be a card game or it might be, you know, simply as a game as like the bean that's underneath these three cups, which is it? Yeah. Um, and the reason he did this is that the evil spirit was actually punishing bad people. Okay. Um, and eventually in the game, they created a they created a pseudo card game, which was one of the games they played. It was really kind of popular. So when the manga ended, 
one of the hallmarks was is that, wait, this card thing was actually really popular. Why don't you redo the comic but have this card game as the main focus? Okay. So they ended up creating this entire card game, and that's yep. Yu-Gi-Oh! as we know it now. Okay. So the card game actually came out of whole cloth. Yeah. But all the shows that are related on card games, video games, or any sort of gimmick sort of stuff is usually meant to sell you on it. There's, yeah. Have you ever heard of a show called Beyblades, by chance? Yes. Yeah. That's all to sell these yeah. top thingies that What is it? Isn't Beyblades an actual um, toy you can actually buy? Yes, it's a toy, but isn't it also a? Uh, oh no, that's that's not Beyblades. The one that's the actual game on like the not the PlayStation, but it was on Xbox or something where you had to buy the little characters. There's was that like a, was that Beyblades also or no? There's there's a, there's probably like a version of it out there. Probably. Okay. I mean, this is this is a numerous show that's gone on for years. It's very popular with children stuff because it's very good to aim it at children. Yeah. Um, Used to be a set of laws uh, called um, the Hayes, not the Hayes laws. There was a, there were basically a set of laws in the early '60s and '70s that came out, which was basically that you couldn't advertise to children, because the notion was that children are very susceptible and to influence. Yep. And the no, and they didn't want children to do things based off of what they saw on television. Because okay. television would be a, would it be a corrupting matter? When we get to the '80s, those laws got. Um, Revoked, and again, I want to say it's the Hayes laws, but I'm not 100 percent certain on that. I just remember the I just remember there was a set of laws that got basically Congress ripped out those laws in the mid 80s, and basically that's where you get a flood of TV shows that are cheaply produced but meant to sell toys at the yeah. end of the day. And this is where your He-Man, your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, your basically almost anything from the 90s, yeah, any, yeah. everything from the 90s, everything had, had toys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So these were all those. These were all those shows came from because you could advertise to children again, and so you could do all this sort of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, Rugrats, all that. Stuff. Everything had backpacks and clothes and yeah, well, and well, toys. Well, let's and... not to say that like a show like Rugrats didn't have clothes or toys or anything like that. And it wasn't to say there wasn't toys for um, children's shows back then, but you weren't allowed to advertise it to children, right? And because then if children knew there were toys for like that, that's all they would ever ask for. Right. Um, but one of the major reasons also for this was also that smoking ads were still a thing. Okay. Um, and so you would have ads on television that were for smoking. You didn't want to advertise that to children. Children, yeah. So so there was, a re- there was a reason for those laws. But Japan never had those laws. Okay. So they were just able to freely just do this whatever. all the time. Yeah. Uh, actually, what's kind of interesting is that one of the people that don't do this as often as you think they might have otherwise done it. Nintendo. Hmm. Nintendo doesn't do a lot of advertisements for their properties uh, through TV shows at all. Right. Uh, it's actually kind of somewhat rare. Like, we're more gung-ho to do it here in the West than they are than to do it there in Japan. Yeah. But I think that's what a lot because Japan's just like, we know what we got. Yeah. We know it's good. We people are going to buy it. We, we don't know need people to. are going to buy this. We don't really need to advertise Yeah. This. Yeah. So it's very, it's not common to see, it's very uncommon to see like Mario or... Zelda, with the exception, I think, of maybe Pokemon, which is its old separate thing. Yeah. You don't see a lot of Nintendo franchises being advertised through multimedia at all. Yeah, makes sense, yeah. Um, another show which comes up very frequently in Japan is going to be a, what they call a slice of life. Okay. And contrary to what you might think this is, it's a show about nothing. <laughs> okay. And I don't mean that to be in a negative way, but it's um, it's basically just saying taking a slice of somebody's life and watching it play out. Okay. So uh, a popular show that my niece was actually watching that I started starting to watch over the weekend was a show called Count, which is also on here as well. Mia's obsessed with that right now. Yep. Yeah. 
um, that's what the that's what we would consider a slice of life because it's just people going through her. They're life. just going through life, yeah. yeah. And they're not doing anything special. They're not doing anything unique. It's just what she does. That just whoever that character is and whatever that character. And does it might have on a theme a as well. Basis. Like it might be about like children, or it might, in this case, it might be teenagers trying to start a band, or yeah. it might be uh, teenagers trying to start trying to create like uh, their own comic yeah. or something eventually. But it's just a slice of life. There's no special powers. There's no inherent goal at all beyond it's just like, yeah it's just, just what that person's doing and also just watching their lives play out yeah. this is a popular version this is a popular thing in japan okay um another popular one in japan is also just about is often is all about school and or work okay now the reason for this is because um there's uh, an idea in japan rather that um once you graduate high school once you turn 18 and you graduate from high school you're not a child anymore and you have to work. Mm-hmm. You have to immediately go to work. If you're not going immediately to work in either, if you're not going to a trade school, if you're not going to college for higher education, you're going to work. That you go to work right away. And that might be apprenticing at like a sushi shop or it might be uh, becoming a waiter or it might be something as simple as driving a taxi or something. But mm-hmm. you go immediately into work. So it's often thought that, especially for um, uh, students in high school, that High school is the last hurrah before where you can have where you can still kind of be a bit of a kid. You can go yeah. and have these amazing adventures before you settle down and get a job. Yeah, yeah. So ending high school is basically moving is transitioning into your adult life. So a lot of shows are based around high school. I can't tell you the number. Of, a lot of shonen is based around high school. A lot okay. of shojo is based mm-hmm. around high school. Um, I tried to not pick a lot of series that were based around high school, but. <laughs> Um, that's what happened the, it, it happens this is it's just a genre that that comes around there um the one that uh will come up a little bit more frequently in japan more often especially aimed toward girls is shows called idol shows okay so what's big in japan and i actually really want to find somebody who actually knows this a lot better than i do to educate me on this because i find it fascinating but i hate it so much <laughs> just can't um, get into it i can't i can't find a way to get into it now, you remember the Backstreet Boys, mm-hmm. NSYNC, all these boy bands that came about in the Teeny 90s? Teeny Boppers, yeah. 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 I'm gonna int- so, I want to let you know that there's a version of that in Japan. I know. I know. I've, I, yes, I know. I don't know anything about it, but I know that that exists. It's, it's in Japan. There's both guy girls and girl units. Yep. Um, and it's this whole all, phenomenon. It's like a it's giant huge. thing. It's everywhere. And there's a, and then there's a metric s ton of this in, of anime shows in in Japan. Okay. There, um, as an example, one of the most popular versions in one of the most popular groups is a group called AKB. I don't know what AKB stands for. I think I've heard of them. It's AKB forty eight. It's a idol group where basic it's AKB. I believe is supposed to be based because it's based in Akihabara, which is a very popular. It's also known as little little. Um, it's known as Electric Light Town in Japan. Okay. Uh, which is kind of the English translation for the name, but Akihabara is where it takes place in. So I think that's where AKB comes from. Mm-hmm. There are 48 members of this group. What? Of one, just one pop group? Of just one pop Ish. group. But mind you, the, there's an A group, there's a K group, and then there's a B group. What? And each one okay. consists of 16 members. And they, that's still a lot of there's, members. There's 16 members, Jesus. but only ever about anywhere from eight to nine of them are dancing at any particular time. Okay. So they're not all on at the same time. Okay. They have... Days off essentially, but they do shows in throughout Japan. So you might have a A group might be in Akihabara. You might have a B group and a K group, and they have different positions. They all do this very synchronized dancing. They yes. All okay. So sing. Yes. Oddly enough, when Mark and I were um, 
doing something at one of the colleges one night when we were doing balloons and face painting, there was a booth right next to us and that's all that they were doing. They were just showing people the dances that they knew and the songs that they knew and it was like this whole thing and it was, yeah. I've never seen, like I don't know them particular, but no, yes. No, no, yeah. no, but again, but there's a billion of them. Yeah, because again, yeah, yeah. keep in mind that like other versions came out because of this. There was SJE48, which was a Sendo region. Yeah, you start getting spinoffs just like anywhere else. Yeah. There's, and even beyond just the 48 moniker, there's a <laughs> bunch crazy. of other groups. Yeah. Um, commonly, the group likes to all dress in a very similar fashion. But not exactly. Like sometimes the ties will be different. Like she's got a bow tie. She's got kind of a yeah, yeah. She's got an actual they all have tie their tie. own thing. Yeah. There's a, there's a little like some of them will wear like a slightly different jacket. Yeah. It's plaid, and then some of them will have a skirt, or some will have like shorts. Yeah. Um. Everyone's got kind of a unique little style to them. They're all very very pretty. Mm-hmm. In the idol version, yep. they're anywhere from seven. They sometimes they're anywhere from fifteen up to twenty. Okay. Um. Because a lot of them still do it while they're in high school. Okay. Which is not uncommon to have a job when you're in high school necessarily, okay. um, but um, there's a lot of it in anime as well. I didn't put any in here because I find it an atrocious ser- series. <laughs> I don't even like. I I find one or two songs I like. I've never seen an actual show I like in general. Gotcha. So I again, I want somebody <laughs> to teach me about this so badly because it's so weird, and I'm just like. Wow. Yeah. And keep in mind that a lot of them don't last. That's the fun part. Yeah. Like, there was a... I've seen... I've read about a version that was a... One of them that was just... They were girls that were homeless. What? And they Uh, just put a group together and... And they put a group together and it lasted for two years and a lot of us assume they were never actually homeless. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, they just use that as like a... Yeah. There was but a, that, that happened here too, though. Like besides like the big ones of like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and Spice Girls and stuff like that. I don't know if you remember like Bewitched mm-hmm. or like... Um, I can't even think of any... 98 Degrees, You know what I mean? Five. And they were just kind of around for a year or two they and they kind of like trickled a, they, off. They came out with one album and never, ever again. Never. Yeah. I think the only one that actually still exists for this, for this notion here would either be 98 Degrees, which is barely together. Yeah. And... Backstreet Boys was actually still very much together, still recording. And yeah, still minus one or two here or there, and then oh, no, like no, no, no. The, all five of them are still together, still doing it. Yes. Oh, that's crazy. Kevin at one point left, but came back. But and he went on to Broadway for like four or five years, and then came back. Okay. I know, right? What, I, <laughs> who the, would have thought? Okay. Um, so that's so. Idol shows are big in Japan right now. Yeah. I don't recommend them. <laughs> I find them very weird, but like they're very popular. I don't know. Yeah, again, it's, I want, it's a I, huge... I know what you mean I, because anybody who knows anything about this doesn't even just know about it. Like, it is their life. Like, it becomes, and, like, their whole being for that and time. There's, and you have, like, a, you have a favorite dancer or you have a favorite yep. singer and that's, like, yep. the, the there will be people who will wait in line for hours or days just to, just, see them. Just to, just to have them come in. They're known as stalkers. No, quite seriously, they're, yeah. stalk, they're stalkers yeah. that have actually stalked their idols and have either been arrested or um, unfortunately some have been hurt by them as well mm-hmm. because they get rather obsessed. Yeah. Um, keep in mind that in Japan, like you fo- when you learn to go to a job, you go to learn that one job and you never do any other job beyond that. Yeah. Um, it's not like here in the West where like... You can switch every 18 months to a couple years if you're... Like you start in one place and then you move on to something else in yeah. a lot of cases. Like in a lot of... Especially in a lot of cases, like if you start as... You start as a sushi apprentice, you continue with that until you become a sushi chef. Yeah. Or until the sushi or the tool until the head chef decides 
you're no good, get, you're no good, get the hell out of here. I don't want to apprentice you anymore, yeah, which exactly. happens too. Yeah. Um, but notion being like, as an example, like if you work on cars, you work on cars for like ever. Yeah. Like you might move into management eventually, but like you're all, but like your primary profession was always like, I know what it takes to, to put the back together cars and do maintenance yeah. on cars. Yeah. Um, it's not like here in the States where like you might work at a hotel for like two or three years and then move on to working at like a desk job somewhere else and then move back into working in like, Something else that's that's yeah, in Japan, basically, you have one job and you continue with that job yeah. forever. And some people have often been lifers in companies in which they've always been just at like the second or third rung on the ladder. They yeah. got to their entry position and they're they on the second or third, yeah. and then never move on from that. Yeah. They're just in those simple positions for a long time. Yeah, um, the other show which I find the best show in, in Japan right now is what they call healing anime. Okay, um, healing anime is just relaxing and heartwarming. There you go. It makes you feel it, good. It, you just watch it because you just want to feel good. My favorite, yeah. my favorite one of these is a show called um, Lightning and Lightning. Uh, what is it called? I want to say it's Lightning and Honey, but it's I know that's not the right. <laughs> but I know that or, that doesn't make. Oh sense. no, it's yeah. Sugar and Lightning. Sugar and Lightning. Yeah. Um, the best way to describe uh, Sugar and Lightning is. Um, Oh, sweetness and lightning. That's what it is. My apologies. Sugar's close, close enough. enough. Close enough. I knew where you were going for there. Um, basically, at the end of the day here, it's a show about a dad learning to cook for his daughter. Okay. The daughter is a is like four or five years old. She is like, her hair is this absolute disaster of like everything everywhere. Uh-huh. The dad, the mom recently passed away like okay. a year, a year or so ago. And... He wants to cook good food for his daughter, but they've been over the last year. He doesn't have time to do that because he works in an office job, um, and he really has just been. He really figured out that like she likes really good food. Yeah, and they've been eating a lot of uh, takeout food and yeah. frozen food, and so he ends up meeting this high school girl that parents own a restaurant, and she agrees to teach him how to cook food. Okay. Um, a lot of the adventures are all around him learning how to cook the food and trying to find family time to. To learn how to do this because he wants to do this for his daughter, but then yeah. adventures of his daughter, which is just like, um, oh, if I can find it real quickly, I will show it to you here. Um, the the cutest thing in the world is is basically, uh, let's see if I, is basically this little girl. Um, yeah, literally comes up. The only reason I I didn't get this for you, I really wanted to get this one for you. Mm-hmm. It's because it's all in... It, everything I got for you today is all in dub. So everything I'm going to recommend for you is all in dub. What's dub? So there's two types of way you can watch Japanese animation. There are subtitles, okay, which are all in original Japanese audio but have subtitles at the bottom, or there are English dubs. Okay. And I find English dubs, especially for people who are trading into anime, is a lot easier way to get into it because if you're not quick enough in understanding how subtitles come up and where they'll pop up at... Um, and how quickly to read them. Like, it's something you have to train your brain to do. Yeah. Like, I know I can, like, flash my eyes at the screen, watch this, read the subtitles super quickly, and then follow along with the end, with the narration. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I'm going to put this on our website as well, but I'm okay. going to play this for you here because okay. um, you're going to watch this and you're just going to... Um, hold on just a second. I forgot to turn off the volume. Oh, stop. So I'm just going to turn on the volume here real quickly, and you'll see why this is just the the. the... 
Okay, I don't know why it's not louder. This is weird. Ah, that's why. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong technical settings. There we go. There we go. Awesome. She saw, uh. Wait for it. She made it over. That's awesome. And this is basically just the entire show, just as unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. Unnecessary. It's like a kid's world. Yeah. Well, mind you, this is from a kid's perspective. But yeah. The entire show is just this sweet. Yeah. Nothing's dangerous. This is yeah. the most like heartwarming show you'll watch for an entire week yeah. or something. Um, never mind the fact that she's just like the cutest thing in the world. Yeah, so... Yeah, no, I, that's awesome, yeah. This is, again, it's a it's a show in which I would recommend highly if you're okay with reading subtitles. Um, a lot of people are not into wanting to do subtitles, which is... Yeah. Because it's difficult to do or it's hard to follow along and sometimes you lose I could do subtitles. I think I could do subtitles. Yeah, there's other... I mean, it's a, if you want to, again, highly recommend giving that a shot for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just really cute. Yeah. Um, Did they not offer that in dub? Is that why, like, it's just not available in dub yet? Okay, and that's why the girls, unless they, yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of shows like that in which there are what America's been doing actually fairly recently here, which is actually kind of really cool. Actually, is that going back in time when stuff came out in America, it either came out in America because people released it in America, so this would be major companies which did Japanese animation released it here in America as. VHSs or DVDs back in the day, and some if you got the VHS version, you either got the Japanese subs or you got English dubs. Yeah, you, you buy either one, but you can only buy one. Yeah, because um, again, they were still like twenty five dollar tape sets. Yeah, for so like, you're not. Yeah, and twenty five dollar tape sets for like two episodes, which was like crazy. Yeah, yeah. I remember one of my favorite series, twenty six episodes, so I'd have to buy thirteen tapes. At twenty five bucks a pop, which was no. almost yeah, yeah, it's almost like five hundred fifty dollars or something like that. It was right? almost five hundred dollars. Oh my god! Yeah, and this is before you even get to the movies. Yeah, um, and again, it only came in either Japanese dub or you got English audio. Yeah, so you can only get either one. You can mix and match if you want to, but it freaked your ears out. Yeah, because you're like, wait, he's not speaking English. Yeah, yeah, what's happening? Um, and this is very much the case for. Almost all of, all of how anime worked until DVDs came out and basically up until modern day streaming happened. Okay. But before that, if there was a show that didn't come out here in America yet, 
it often never did. So, but there was, but there were people in Japan that would have it. They would send it over here to America, and there would be people here in America who would translate it for us. We yeah. call these fan subs. Yeah. So the Japanese subtitles, oh, but we call yeah. them fan subs. But what was detrimental to the Japanese industry was for that is that Japanese people or the Japanese companies that would come out with this stuff don't make a profit off of the fan subs. Yep. Um, and especially for many, many, many years, you would have a lot of shows that would never come out in America. Yeah. Because there's no reason to, there's, nobody would pick it up because you'd have to pick up the entire series. You'd have to wait till it's done and you'd have to translate it. So a series that might have had a lot of interest in it wouldn't come out for years, years later. Yeah. And that's a problem because all the attention and energy is gone by the time it comes out a year later. Yeah. You know, and people are so obsessed with now and everything's right what, when I want it. And and, yeah. Well, now especially everyone was very much interested in whatever comes out now. But again, I mean, like, imagine if you will, you watched, the, you, imagine if you will, you watched Frozen. Mm-hmm. And then a year later the DVD came out, but Disney never told you the DVD came out. Yeah, you'd be like, uh... You'd be like, huh? And then you'd be like, at the start, I was like, oh, Frozen. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we like that movie. Yeah, let's go get that again. Yeah. That's not common because, again, these anime companies are not good about marketing their stuff. And it's difficult to market your stuff to a Western audience that it was never on TV to begin with, so you can't watch it again. Yeah. Um, and so what we've what they've been able to do in the last couple of years, the last decade or so here, is there's a bit of push for more companies in America to start buying up Japanese properties. Yeah. Um, as an example here, like Netflix has done a really great job of buying up shows and doing the thing again where they hold on to it until they can release it. And yeah. It's very annoying. Yep. Um, but they're releasing it more often with subtitle with dub, with English dubs now, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, and Crunchyroll is the modern day version of the Netflix of Japanese animation. Okay. Because what it does, it's partnered with certain key um, animation studios and distribution companies in Japan. So they'll do that. Well, not only that, like they'll they won't they don't they don't do it act in any dubs at all. But what they do do is that basically when the show came out in Japan, an hour later it came out in America. That's good, yeah. So the American version has it and it has all the subtitles already prepared for it and it's cool. been checked ahead of time. So it's been useful for that. Because when people want to pirate something, they'll pirate it because it's easy to do it. Yeah. When it's easier to pay for it, people will pay for it. And exactly. especially with uh, Crunchyroll, you can pay through it either with a monthly subscription or by watching ads. Yeah. And the and otherwise, if you watch it with ads, it's free. But you just watch. You have to watch the ads. Yeah. And then the, commercials come back. <laughs> and they yeah, but they always happen when the ads in the Japanese shows would happen because okay. usually usually an ad midway through and then nothing else after that. It's like commercials, yeah. Yeah. Welcome so you, back to commercials for free or pay to have the commercials gone. Precisely, yeah. yeah. It's very much the YouTube model right now. Where yeah. like you could you could buy YouTube and get the premium version of YouTube with no ads, which. Every day I get closer and closer to having to do, but you're just like, no, no, no. Don't do no. it, don't do it. You can, you can get by. You Instant can gratification. Like, you can wait 10 seconds. You can you wait can, 10 you seconds. Can, you can wait 10 seconds or you can wait 15 seconds or you can just mute it and look at something else and yep. get back to it. It's like, yep. um, so companies like, Netflix, uh, companies like Netflix, Amazon have done a really great job of purchasing anime and then translating it and making it available for their companies. Hulu has done this as well. Yeah. Um, Funimation, which is another premium one, which is... They've been the ones that have actually been doing fan... They've been doing English dubs, trying to get them out within about a week after the original show aired. Okay. So they've done a really great job of that. And I find... And again, from my personal taste, I've been enjoying dubs more frequently because you can do more things while doing dubs. As for subtitles, you got to watch it. Yeah. Um, so children's anime. Kind of like American anime. Kind of like American animation as well. Mostly during the mornings. Yeah. 
um, which is kind of interesting. Do you think like when do you think the most popular shows in Japan air anime, for anime? Right? And yeah. Oh, for anime. For oh, an- God, for, I don't for even cartoons. Cartoon like midday, like right, like no. that's where nighttime. Mm-hmm. And not not just any nighttime. I'm talking like eight p.m., nine p.m., ten p.m. The yep. premium slots on like. A, on like a Sunday or a Thursday. These are when the prime shows air at. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, and that's just how big these properties are. I mean, like, um, there's a show right now that's, I think, on episode f- at least 500, if not more, probably more, um, called One Piece. Okay. I hate One Piece so much. Not because it's a bad series. It's just yeah. I can't get into the art. I can't get into the art look of it at all. Okay. Um, they'll spend years on one on one like couple hours of a day yeah boggles me so much i hate that so no, much yeah, yeah um but it's been around since it's it's original manga the comic version version comic book version of it started in 1999 1998 1999 okay and in 2001 they started doing they started animating the series okay and they've been animating it on a weekly basis okay since 2001, and we're now in 2020. Yeah, so there's a lot. Yeah, and, and again, 50, episode, 50 episodes a year. They count out like two episodes for holidays usually. Yeah. Um, but an episode every single week for the it's last 20 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah that's a long it's time. A lot, it's a lot to find and catch up with. Yeah. And it's not easy to catch up either. You, no. It's one of those weird shows you can't just jump in the middle without having some, some... understanding of what's happened already thus beforehand. It's yeah. hard. Um, That's crazy that it's stretched that far and it's like that. Like it's where you can't just jump in. And the worst part about it is there's no signs of stopping for it. Oh, God. It's just going to keep going. It will. I mean, like it's it's been the number one show in Japan. It's been the number one comic for years and decades. And what's what's the like plot? Like what's the main... Oh. So like people are here obsessed with zombies and the apocalypse and everybody there is obsessed with pirates. Well, I mean, this one show is. Um... So the world of One Piece is basically this notion that there's a guy named Gold D. Roger, mm-hmm. Gold Roger, yeah, um, who was known as the Pirate King, and he had this huge treasure that he left behind, um, and he um, he was captured by the world government, which doesn't like pirates, mm-hmm. um, and on his execution, they offered, they asked him, you know, do you have any last words? And he basically told the surrounding populace around him that was like. I left all my treasure, and I left all my, you know, anybody who can find my treasure can become the Pirate King. And I left it all in one piece. Okay. And so basically what that did is it started the age of pirates, and so all these pir- all these people, oh. that have, anybody who's anybody became wanted to become a pirate. And find this treasure. And basically find this treasure to become the Pirate King. The story and- itself follows uh, the character named Luffy, um, who is a very eccentric young man. Yeah. Um. In the world, they have these special uh, fruits okay. uh, that they call curse fruit. Mm-hmm. And the, basically, the notion is if you eat one of these curse fruits, you take on certain uh, characteristics and properties. Okay. Uh, so you might eat a fruit that makes you, allows you, turns you into fire. Do you know what you're getting no. before you eat it? No. Not often, no. I mean, okay. like, and, and the way, the best way to describe it is there's only one version of this fruit ever at any given time. Okay. When a person eats that fruit, the fruit lives in that person until that person dies. And then when that person dies, that fruit magically respawns in the, in the world so somewhere it's like else. A, it's like your forever fruit. Like, it's not like you could have 
one fruit. Could you eat a second fruit? You or? can. It's only ever happened once because these fruits are very, very rare. Okay, okay. But usually anybody who's going to have a special power in the series has probably eaten one of these fruits. Okay. It's, it's like, it's, it's like, it's, it's basically it's the in, instant way to get tipped to like pro level pirate. Okay. It's the best way to describe yeah, that. Yeah. Um, in Luffy's case, Luffy ate a fruit that, um, so again, going back, like you would know the fruit exists and what the fruit looks like. Because somebody might have documented it in the past. Yeah. So if somebody's documented it in the past and you see it again, like, oh, look, I have a book. Uh, it's that fruit. It does this. So you might know that. But if you're just seeing a random fruit, you might even not realize it's a, one of these cursed or devil fruit. And, yeah. and eat it and then suddenly be able to be like, oh, my oh my goodness, my body parts are separating and floating on their own. Or, <laughs> yeah. oh, my goodness, I'm... Um, I turn into clouds. Yeah, or, right. Or now suddenly I look like a giraffe. Yeah, like, hmm. There's weird, again, there's variations of these abilities. Um, Luffy Luffy eats one that turns him into rubber. Okay. Um, so basically all of his body, he can stretch it and move it around. Okay. Um, he, he doesn't take cuts the same way. Like, if you hit him with, like, a club, his arm just kind of bounces around. And, yeah. And dents it. What he's been able to do with it is he... Kind of stretches his arm really, really far back by throwing it really far back and throwing it back forward again mm -hmm. using the centripetal force along with it to do his special abilities. Okay. So he just creates a pirate crew and he wants to become the pirate king. Okay. And it's a weird show because it just it does not end anywhere. All these other characters are... It just are, keeps happening. It just keeps going on. And people get, keep getting special powers and... Less so. I mean, other people just start discovering more powers. I'm like, one right. guy is a swordsman that has three swords, but he... Wields all three swords at once. He has one in his right hand. He has one in his left hand. He has one in his mouth. He holds a sword in his mouth? Yeah. And then the worst part of that is that he starts talking with it and talks normally. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Little things like that. I just... Yeah. There's a, um, there's a cook that only ever attacks using his feet because he doesn't want to hurt his hands because that's what he cooks with. <laughs> I feel like these are such like... Very specific, but such odd. Oh, they're, oh don't worry. Like, the characters are all bizarre on their own particular level, but they're such endearing, well-beloved characters in Japanese media. Like they're the ones. That's like crazy. they're 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 amazingly well liked. There's a there's a there's a reindeer that ate a fruit that became makes him more human, and he what he does is he experiments on himself. So he eats different pills that give him different abilities. Like some turn him into more of a reindeer. Some of them turn him into like a more humanoid with like buffer looking stuff he always has the antlers no matter what they no matter what away. one of them is a one of them is a guy who turned himself into a robot and the robot wears a hawaiian shirt and a speedo and that's it <laughs> for what just because just because it's, 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 it's just his look this is him um one of them is based off of ozzy osbourne if he were a skeleton and played the violin Okay. I know, yeah. I just I, 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 descri I, I describe it to you and it look it seems bizarre, but like you live with these characters long enough, you're just like Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's Luffy, that's Zoro, that's um uh reindeer man, that's a skeleton dude and the uh, guy with the speedo and the Hawaiian shirts, it's an android that uh shoots soda out of his hand as special powers. Um, his name is Frankie. Like just like cans of soda or just like straight up soda? Like soda's a unique property. It's not like soda we would drink here, it's like okay. it's like a it's like a sugar water. It's like a power source, kind of. I guess. Again, yeah. I, I, yeah. I could describe One Piece to you as a long-running theme, and you would look at me every single step along the way, much as you were just what? like, "What? Yeah, no, yeah, really? That sounds like a why? And it's hard to believe that that just continues and continues. Oh, it just keeps, keeps and keep going, going and going. And again, the worst part of it is too is that like one day could last like 
hundreds of chapters. I couldn't do that. I, 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 I read through about 300 some odd chapters once. And after a while, it was just like, I can't do it. Girl, it's the same day. I can't. Well, it's not so much that it was the same day. It got, it, it got worse as time as times progressed. Yeah. But. And is this like a family thing or is this more geared you toward like... Very, it's very... You, you could watch... If you, were a, if you were a young teenager between the ages of 10 and ten and 18, probably more like 6 or 8, you would find this interesting. Because it's about pirates and there's certainly ninjas that appear occasionally. Yeah, all the um, cool stuff. I find it very funny that there's this world government that has all these... Navy ships and all these Navy crew members, but they can't do jack about these main these characters at all. Nothing. It's always hilarious. They're always causing trouble. And it's just, oh, those darn rascalians. We'll get them next time. Yeah, right. We um, have no power. They have no power. No power. So before we got into this weird tangent of One Piece, which I hate One Piece. <laughs> anyways, um, children anime is usually in the mornings. Okay. Much like Makes sense. Like much cartoons. like we yeah, and then usually kind of in the after out after school sort of hours after mm-hmm. you get home. Um, a little bit less so in the afternoons because a lot of schools are very much about being in a club after school. So you might be in the baseball club or you might be in the, uh, classical literature club. Yeah. Um, clubs are a big deal in Japan. Yeah. Like it's kind of, it's kind of like who you socialize with after school. Right. Um, kind of like picking up your bags and going to school, going home from school right after the bell rings is like, depending on, well, not a taboo, but it's kind of like, it's frowned upon, I guess is the best way to put it. Like. The only reason you might leave school is if you're going to like a cram school, which is the next school you go to after yeah. this, or, um, or if you have a job you have to go to, or you have to go back home for like, like there better be a good reason better, you're coming, yeah. yeah, going home, Precisely. not just to go home to. Yeah, there might out. there has to be a reason why you're why you're going home. Yeah. if you if you're going home, um, but again, a lot of them is in the mornings. Um, very early versions of it will have shoujo shonen elements to them, which yeah. is being a kind of a, a common element. Um, and again, I mean, I watch Pokemon still. Yeah. The new ones are very weird. Sun and Moon is they are. very bizarre. I, I, I'm going to agree with you on that one because I remember watching it the I first couple times because Nina picked up on it a lot and I'm just I, like, wait a minute, what? Like, I don't like the, I don't like, the, I like the spaghettiness of the characters now. I just don't appreciate the, the character designs as Agreed. much. I, yep. I, I just don't like them as much. I will back you on that one. Um, and I feel like they've gotten to the point of where... They're just like, they've got some dice they're rolling out there where it's like, all right, this Pokemon's going to come off this dice with this dice's name, and it's got to have this color in it somewhere, and here we go. Like, well, there's no... Well, again, the process to create a Pokemon takes months, I Which I, I agree. I'm pretty sure that, yes, but at the same time, I'm like, they call it like leafy, and it's just like a leaf with like, I, I'm like, that... Again, I mean, what's, what's been more interesting is that, keep in mind that Pikachu is the original Japanese name for it. There's a yeah. lot of Pokemon which... Don't share the same name in Japanese as they do in America, but as, okay, okay, but maybe as that's... We, but as we've gotten more Americanized with the show, there's been a, um, a more of a desire, especially in the Japanese media, to especially with the Pokemon Company now, is to name these characters names that would be uh, that you could have named this name in Japan and have that crossover here in America to something at least similar. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the, kind of a recurring thing that does happen in Japan a lot, if you find, especially in humor, because again, a lot of children's are going to have humor in them. Um, Japanese love puns. They like words that sound like one thing, but you're actually saying a completely different thing. Right. Um, and because it's lingu- it's a linguistical sort of pun. I mean, like it it doesn't always translate properly in English at all because we have different words for it, so it doesn't always work. Yeah. So sometimes something that might be funny in Japanese, like 
When he we said hear. toilet, but he really he, he he really meant to say you know a paper cut, but he meant toilet instead. And I was like, what? Why? What? Yeah. That is. But if you hear it in Japan, because the two words sound very similar to one another, yeah. that's where you can make the mistake. And sometimes yeah. in Japanese, the word might be might just be a difference between having an I at the end and having an A at the end. That's yeah. how different the words. Could yeah. Be. Yeah. So uh, keep that in mind that some of these that again. What they've done good in English dubs is that when they are different, um, when they use puns like that in a lot of cases, they try to find a mirror to that. Yeah. Um, as an example, um, even in manga, they try to do that. Like one of the one of my one of my favorite shows to watch, which is a slice of life comedy slash romance, the show that I'm actually recommending for you is called Teasing Master Takagi. Okay. Um, Basically, these are junior high students, and um, there's two students that sit in the very back of the class. This is Takagi, and I forget what the other guy's name is all the time. It's only you only ever usually these two characters on screen at any yeah. given time. Um, he doesn't like her because he she kind of teases him a lot of the time. Okay. She teases him because she likes him. Okay. And is not kind of shy about saying it a lot of times. Like, yeah. Because I like you. Yeah. He's like, but they're kind of like more childhood friends of anything yeah. else. Um, a lot of their show, a lot of their stuff revolves around them teasing her, teasing him, and him trying to get one up on her by teasing her instead, but okay. never actually succeeding. Yeah. Um, one example was that they were they found they met each other at the beach, and she mouthed something that would mean something in Japanese. I mean, it would mean something completely different in Japanese, but. When they did the English version of it, the way they mouthed it, they were able to make it look like "I love you." Okay. So there's, there's, they try to mirror they try it. to fill in. They so try that to it fill it in a mirror. Yeah, for an English. Yeah. So yeah. they try to fill in the blank as best as possible. Yeah. It's not a guarantee that it happens. Yeah. But they do give that a, quite a bit of try. Yeah. Um. Well, Wikipedia says there's four different types of these. These are not actually the case in children's <laughs> anime. I'll be, okay. I'll be honest. I'm just like, yes and no for some of these. Um. So a couple different types of Japanese animation, children's anime, mm -hmm. either revolve around one of four different kind of notations here. Okay. Um, one of which is obviously uh, shown as a guy versus girl sort of aesthetic. Okay. Um, so uh, they call it uh, jo Joji Muke, which is kind of like a young girl show. Shows that are meant for younger girls like Hello Kitty. Yeah. My Little Pony would probably fit in that kind of demographic yeah. there. Um, Shonen Muke, which is kind of meant for young boys. These are going to be like your Yu-Gi-Oh, your card games. Um, shows that are more based more toward kids. That, yeah. Those, um, other type is obviously going to be kind of stuff that's kind of originally Japanese sort of stuff. Um, then again, these are going to be shows that they're going to have humor. They're going to be the weird kind of pun that I was talking yeah. about here just a second ago. Um, and then there's, oddly enough, that Japan loves to readapt Western stuff. Okay. Um, particularly like folk tales, uh, stories, stuff like that. So mm -hmm. a lot of times they'll base it off of, you know, like they've done like Beauty and the Beast and um, there's a Hansel and Gretel shows like that. Like they okay. love like they either like to use that as a framing point or just redo those shows in okay. some cases or yeah. they, or put a Japanese spin on it. Like yeah. as an example here, like and Disney will say that this is not the case, but Lion King is a ripoff of Kimba the White Lion. I've heard that before. So Kimba the White Lion is a 
um, was a Japanese property that came out in the 80s, was basically this, this lion that was white. Yeah. Was ostracized because he was white and then came back into the fold years later when he became an adult. Okay. Lion King follows that fairly, follows along fairly well that it could be, the Lion King could be an adaptation of okay. Kimba the White Lion. Like a Western adaptation. Yeah, it was yeah. very much a Western ad- adaptation. Yeah, okay. And I'll say that Lion King is better than Kimba the White Lion. But to say that Lion King is this wholly own original thing is not the case. No, yeah, agreed. I will say I will say that's the case, and I will I will leave it at that. But they like to do that. They either like to use um, a popular framing device at one point was um, Little Red Riding Hood, mm-hmm. and the adventures of what happened to Little Red Riding Hood after the after she defeated the wolf. Okay. And it's just Little Red Riding Hood moving through all these different like fantasy narration yeah. tales. Like, yeah. And that's that's the premise for the entire show. There you go. Yeah. So they love to adapt Western folktales. Yeah. It's often either like European based or even Russian sort of folktales. They love okay. to do that a lot yeah. of time. Um, and so there's also another level of it, which are kind of like educational sort of shows. Uh, I have one of those in here as well. It's called Cells at Work. Okay. Um, it's basically as if what if all the individual blood cells were people? Okay. Um, so as an example, the red blood cells are delivery people. They deliver oxygen throughout the entire body. So mm-hmm. we always see them with like carts of like boxes that are just oxygen and just delivering it from place to place. Okay. Uh, there's white blood cells, which are like murderous creatures that go and literally slaughter germs and other bacteria. Okay. Um, there's these platelets, which help kind of like build up the body and everything. Yeah. They're small children, like elementary school children. Somehow. Yeah, but they're very cute. Yeah, they, they have their purpose. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, there's these shows that are, and, and there's this genre of shows that are educational. Yeah. So there's shows, um, Something Something Time, starts with the B, I can't remember the name of it. It's basically all about time travel, so people okay. go back in time to, like, very, like, ancient Japan, middle or Teaching middle history, yeah. Basically teaching history. Okay. Um, there's shows that also do science and morals and stuff like that, and more... Again, morals is a big morals yeah. and life lessons are a very big deal, especially where they want Japanese kids, especially to like in Japanese society. Like the reason why a lot of things are very efficient is because Japan's a very small country. Mm-hmm. The best way I ever got to describe the population density of Japan versus like places like America, like imagine you have a classroom of let's say twenty desks, mm-hmm. and each one of them, and you have uh, five students. They can sit at any desk they want. Yeah. Okay. Now imagine you have Canada. Now you have 25 desks and you still have like six, five, six students. Mm-hmm. Now imagine Japan, you have 10 students, but you only have one desk. Yeah. That's kind of how the population density of Japan is in a lot of cases. That's crazy. Um, this is one of those things going into Japanese that you, Japanese animation and just Japanese culture in general is that they're efficient on their space. But, you know, their mom will tell you that we went to a lot of shops there were no bigger than the nook of this small yeah. room right here. That yeah, like, it's crazy. And they're just piled up everywhere on every single side. There's like, there's room for enough people to go down mm-hmm. one way. And if you're a big person, it means you are the only one going down that way. And that yeah. happened to be a number of times. Yeah. Um, but again, they're very efficient. So again, like people will live in a room that's no bigger than maybe maybe a hundred square feet, yeah. two hundred square feet. And that'll include their. That'll also include the bathroom yep. and their, 
They won't even have a bed or a desk at all. What they'll have is they'll have a futon that they'll take out from the closet, that put on the ground, yep. and then they'll just have like a table that yeah, they sit it's at. it's very purposeful. When, whenever they're doing something, they've mm-hmm. got reason behind it. Yeah, or, or rather the, the spaces take up multiple uh, take up multiple functions. Yeah, agreed. Um, a lot of cases, like they don't have big kitchens like we have. Like yep. if they have a refrigerator, it's the like a dorm-sized small refrigerator. Yep. Um, they might have a burner, but that's the only thing they have in there. A lot of places actually only have just the one burner fighting Two burners is like a big deal. Yeah. Um, and they're very efficient. Japanese people are very efficient about their space because their notion is that I don't need, if I don't need this much space, I take up as little as minimal space as possible yep. so I don't bother other people. Japanese very much a society about not bothering other people, which seems very weird watching Japanese animation because they're constantly bothering other people. Right. They're constantly doing stuff that you wouldn't do normally, like... On trains, like you don't talk on trains, yeah, because there's people on trains that are my, that are that literally sleep on trains, and yeah. it's actually a sign of endearment that if you if you sleep on a train because you were working that hard that you need to sleep on a train, yeah. Um, and you just don't talk on trains because if everyone was talking on a train, it would get very loud and you would be just bothering people. Agree, yeah. Um, you're not even allowed to take phone calls on a train. You can. It's just everyone kind of stares at you, kind of like, like you're crazy, yeah. And if you talk, you talk in a whispered voice, yeah. You're quiet about it, and you you're not loud about it, yeah very hard for me because my voice carries yeah um it's very much a society of not bothering people yeah and again i find that very funny in japanese animation because it looks like people are constantly bothering other people all the time yeah um but that's just one of those things to know yeah so as we do with every podcast there is homework okay and for this rather than giving you things you have to watch Mm -hmm. i decided that because you have because I would rather actually have my nieces watch this mm-hmm. first and see what your reaction is to this for them watching this. Because yeah. I think that would be a lot more interesting for our yeah. conversation. Um, and your opinion on this is, is absolutely valid as well. Cool. I have a list of stuff for you. Cool. And um, some of this is available on Hulu. Awesome. And other stuff of this is more on Netflix. I've picked a lot more stuff off of Netflix because I know it has Japanese dubs. Yeah. I don't have Hulu back at home, but I know that these would have English dubs. I'm cool it. with as long as the girls get the Japan or the the dub part of it. We should be good if they're watching with me. I can do subtitles, mm-hmm. so I should be able to be fine. But um, I'll see. I'll, I'll look because we have Hulu and Netflix. So yeah. So some of the so some of the shows I gave you here. So um, I got you Sailor Moon Crystal, which is the newest version of Sailor Moon. Um, if you watch the '90s version of Sailor Moon, its animation doesn't age well. Okay. Um, so the crystal version is the more is a more recent version that came out cool. in the girls 2010, that. 2011, give or take. Yeah, it's an example of a magical as a magical girls show. Yeah, um, in this case, a magical school girl. Yep. <laughs> uh, I got you card capture Sakura. Now there's a more current there's a more recent version of it as well. Um, the older version again does still hold up, but if you want to, but because the English dub was based off a shortened English version of it. Because again, like a lot of the episodes were cut up for an American release. Because in in America, they just called it card captors, and they meant yeah. to market it toward boys and girls, rather than Japan, it's more or less marketed toward girls. Okay. There's a newer version of Card Captor that also came out. That's I believe has an English dub. I don't know if this one on Hulu does or not. Okay. Um, but there's that as well. Um, another show on there um, is called Kaleidostar. Okay. This is a personal favorite of mine because I watched it in Japanese dub and I can't stand the English audio for it because okay. I find it atrocious. If you get used to it, you eventually you kind of ignore that this voice doesn't look like it should be coming out of that mouth. Yep. There's a, there's a couple that of that. Yeah, okay. Kaleidostar is interesting because it's, it's what if Circus Soleil, uh-huh. the anime. Yeah. It's like they literally That's, do, it's, yeah. it's bizarre. People are in these, like, these weird costumes. 
jumping up and down on trampolines and <laughs> high wires. It's it's bizarre when you it's 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 interesting because it's like a very toned down version of Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, but it's basically Cirque du Soleil the anime. Yeah, it's very cute. It's very heartwarming. It's yeah. lovely. It's it's excellent. Um, the one I recommend, which you can watch with the girls, but I think you'll find more interesting, is a show called Monthly Girls Nozaki Kun. Okay. Uh, the premise of this show here is that there's a guy named Nozaki um, who's this tall upperclassman and there's this younger uh, freshman girl that falls in love with him. Okay. Um, but when she goes to say that, when she goes to try to confess to him, she doesn't quite word it the way she wants it to. Mm -hmm. And so the way she words it is that, I'm a really big fan of yours instead of like, I really like you. Yeah. Which causes a confusion. It's like, oh, okay, you must be a fan of the manga that I write. Okay. And he actually is in the process of writing a manga. He writes a very, very girly manga. Okay. And he actually just changes, he actually has a pen name for it, which is a woman's sort of name. Yeah. Because it would seem weird if if a guy's name was writing a girl's manga. It's a very, it's okay. very cutesy. What's interesting is that there's a lot of jokes in the series about how she really wants to confess to him, but he thinks it's like, oh... You're a big fan of mine. Yeah. Well, why don't you come over to my apartment? I'll show you me. I'll show you the manga yeah. panels for it. Because won't you find that interesting? Yeah. And other characters are, are come in occasionally. Yeah. Um, I find what's interesting is that the manga he creates is actually all based off of his classmates or other people that he interacts with, just gender bent versions of it. Okay. So the lead title character is actually yeah. one of his good friends. And one of his. Um, she, What's interesting is that all the people that come into that are his friends are actually people that come in to work on the manga as well and haven't picked oh, wow. up. And they haven't picked up on no. the fact that they're in the. <laughs> that they're, that's that's funny. they're the they're the main characters of the show just yeah. backward just yeah. gender bent. So like yeah. his good friend that does all like the shade does um, patterns for his stuff. Yeah. Um, who does all the special shading for like if you want to have like a plaid shirt or something yeah. he does the plaid for yeah. it. He's actually the mean female character that has like a very kind of. Um, not a hottie, but sort of like a on and off sort of fiery sort of like, oh, I really want to do this, but no, I don't. No, I don't like you, but I really do like you. It's a there's a term for it it's yeah. called sundere. Okay. I hate you, but I actually secretly like you. Right, right. I'm gonna punch the living shits out of you. I really don't mean this hurt you, but you're so cute. Right. Yeah. It's a. It's, it's a, like Nina Sweetman or or. Yeah. What is it? Right. Yeah. Um, the other one, again, is Kaon. It's basically schoolgirls um, trying to revitalize what they call the Light Music Club, which is basically just high school girls starting a band. Yeah. It's very cute. It's definitely worth it. Um, I actually want to ask Mia about it because it sounds like she's been watching it. Yep. Good show. Yep. Excellent show. Okay. Uh, Cells at Work, which is all about the human body. We described that one here a little bit earlier. Uh, Glitter Force is another magical schoolgirl show. Which I've seen some episodes, yeah. It's it's too it's too cutesy for me. I can't watch it because yeah. it's too cutesy for me, but we'll leave that at that. <laughs> um, Teasing Master Takagi, again, is another is the show I described earlier. Mm -hmm. And when we when you watch it in the on Netflix, it's technically the second season because there was another season okay. of it, but I don't know where to find that other season. Okay. But it is in English at least, so that part I know. Uh, the other part might be on Hulu, oddly enough, even. Okay. Um, the next one I actually want to recommend is a movie called Fireworks. Okay. Uh, the premise of this is that there's a boy that really wants to confess to this one girl, um, but her family is moving. Okay. And he has somehow, this train station has the ability to kind of rewind a day. And so the story is constantly about him trying to confess this girl to this girl, but the train station is... The family of the girl won't let him do that and kind of takes her away before she moves away. Okay. So it just kind of keeps repeating itself. Okay. 
it's nice. It's heartwarming. There's nothing violent about it on any particular level. It's a nice, fun little movie. Um, I don't know how, mu- how much um, entertainment the girls will find out of it because there's not a lot of bizarre stuff in it at all, yeah. or like Totoro at least. But it's a it's a it's a fun movie. I'm curious about your opinion on it. Okay. Um, there's another one that's like that you have to realize is technically anime, even though it doesn't look like it. Okay. It's called Little Witch Academia. It's on Netflix. Mia may have watched a couple of episodes, I imagine. I think, yeah, I think I've, okay, yeah. I. So basically this girl who doesn't really understand that magic does exist wants to become a, ma- a, uh, a witch. Uh-huh. Uh, and she has no talent for magic at all, but ends up going to a magical school. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what you do when you want to become a become right? a wizard. You go to yeah. a magic school. It's, yeah. It's like, uh, it's like Harry Potter in a lot of cases. Yeah. Just without... A lot of the putting the children in death, deathly situations yeah. all the, the time. time. Yeah. Um, and a fair amount of like school age drama as well. Okay. Um, and the other one I, I would recommend for you mm-hmm. is a show called Violet Evergarden. Violent Evergarden. V- not, not Violent, Violet. Oh, Violet. Vi- Violet like, like the violent. color. Yeah, okay. Um, the best way to describe Violet Evergarden is... Hmm... Okay. I, I try to find a great way to describe this without making it sound weird. Um, it's cool. Make it sound weird. Okay, then. It's so, cool if it sounds weird. In this world, people can read and write. People can clearly read, okay. but not everybody can read. Okay. And a lot of people are not very good about sentence composition and writing stuff. Okay. There's this war that happened that just ended about like a year ago, and so society's kind of getting back to normal. Okay. And the different countries are getting back proper relations and stuff. And so this one girl who had been a child soldier who lost both of her both of her hands, basically like her yeah. forearm and down, now has kind of these robotic hands okay. and wants to and is um, trying to learn what it's like to be not be a child soldier because as a child soldier she has no emotions, she doesn't have any opinions. It's okay. basically like you go and kill those people. Okay. Okay. And she goes and kills those people. Yeah. Um she Ends up becoming a foster child and becomes a um, a ward of this guy who owns a um, basically owns a post office. Okay. Because post offices are not a government agency or anything. Yeah. They're just oh, if you're a part of a post office, you're a part of a post office. Yeah. So this is the town's post office, and what they have in the post office is what they call a auto memories doll, which is basically a person that's in you express what you want to tell somebody, and they mm-hmm. write it up nicely for you. Okay. So if you wanted to like write a love letter, you might write a love letter and you know, you might try to the the auto memory stall person might ask you, What do you feel about this or what do you think about this, so forth, and what are your feelings for this person? And they'll find a way to translate it in such a way that makes it more poetic and nice, oh, nice. and basically okay. it's in such a beautiful way. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting about the show is that Violet is not a person you would think would be a good person to convey those thoughts because she's not. Yeah. Um but over the course of the series, she actually becomes, she's actually a really good person at conveying those feelings because she's trying to find a way to mirror it on her own, where she's trying to discover those feelings. So okay. as she discovers those feelings, it, it, it's pretty, it's, it, it's a gorgeous looking show. Yeah. It's really the true power of what, the look of what Japanese animation could be. Because a lot okay. of these other shows will be, with the exception of maybe, like, I think Crystal and maybe possibly the later season of Card Captain Sakura, a lot of these shows look very. Basic. Not basic, but they're just, they're not, you'll see Violet Evergarden, you'll see like the tone of which 
the art has been like kicked up dramatically. Okay. Yes, yeah. it's, it's like walking into a painting. Okay. Yeah. Um, these are shows I would recommend. I will send you a list of these shows. Cool. Whatever you can watch, great. Yeah. The more you can watch, the more we have stuff to talk about. Yeah. Especially with the smaller people, I'd love to hear what their opinions are. Yeah. Um, but these are some shows I would recommend for for children anime. Um, and stuff to watch. And yeah. obviously, I obviously always recommend My Neighbor Totoro and certain... Uh, That's the only one I haven't seen yet. So Mark watched that really? with the girl. Yeah. Because Mark Mark tried to get it, and the one he got was all Japanese. And I was like, I'm not going to understand this. I actually have that with me. So I've watched Ponyo and... Um, Spirited Away, probably. No. No. Okay. No. Ponyo and... Oh, I'm blanking. Uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Kiki's Delivery Service, excellent. Which so, I actually really liked. I, I like Kiki's really Delivery cute, Service, yeah. yes. Very and I thought Ponyo was really good, too. It's very cute. Yeah. So that's going to do it for us. Yeah. We will post all these notes on our website at thenerdtutorialpodcast.com. Perfect. You can follow along with the discussion as well. It's facebook.com forward slash nerdtutorialpodcast, always one word. And I will also have, if you have any more other suggestions for children anime or anime that's best aimed toward children... And I have nieces, so again, girly anime is totally in there. You can let me know at nerd underscore tutorial on Twitter, so that way we can keep the discussion going and get more future topics. And again, all the topics we've ever just, uh, covered are on. We're still currently following on Twitter, so if you we, when we talk about Batman and stuff like that, you can learn more about the new stuff happening in Batman. So we're constantly still following that, so any new news that comes out, best place to check is my Twitter for that. Um, but on behalf of myself and my co-partner here, we wish you thank you so much for listening with us. We hope you stay safe in these weird times as they are. Um, and we'll see you guys again next week.